Anne's home was full of happy memories, from the knickknacks collected by her mother to the old photographs on the walls. She had made a few changes over the years since her parents' deaths, but had kept it bright and happy, with hints of its classic past. Most of the furniture in her bedroom, for example, consisted of antique pieces she'd inherited, such as the large four-poster bed that had been her parents', and the old chest of drawers with the scuff marks at the bottom, from where her tiny feet had kicked it when she'd been a toddler. She took off her wet clothes and stepped into the warm shower, smiling as she thought about how lovely Tice's concert at the Rose Chalet had been, and how sweet it was that he and Whitney had finally declared their love for each other. She'd much rather think about her friends than the man, albeit a very handsome man, who had come to deliver those legal papers to her a few minutes ago. She appreciated good-looking men just as much as the next woman, but her reaction to this one had been out of the ordinary. Probably, she decided as she dried off and dressed, because he seemed to be the perfect combination of rugged and gentle. His dark hair had curled a little too long over his collar, and every part of him had been big and strong, from his shoulders to his hands. She'd felt as if she could stare into his dark eyes for hours. Anne headed downstairs a few minutes later, wearing a favorite long-sleeved dress of her mother's, to which she'd made a few small alterations to fit her slightly smaller figure. A few half-finished dress designs were strewn across the dining room table. As a dress designer, working at the Rose Chalet kept her very busy, not just with wedding dresses, but also with designs for the bridesmaids and flower girls. She went to the sink to fill her kettle with water to make a cup of tea, but ended up stopping with her hand halfway to the faucet. Gareth Cavendish was still standing out in front of her house in the pouring rain. Had he been there all this time that she'd been getting dry and warm? Why was he still here? She'd made it perfectly clear that he had targeted the wrong person with his legal papers. A faint twinge of pity flashed through her. No doubt he had some monster of a boss who would shout at him, or maybe even fire him for making this mistake. Anne knew how lucky she was to be working with Rose at the chalet. Best friends since childhood, they were always there for one another. Gareth looked utterly miserable. So miserable, in fact, that she pulled a clean dish towel out of a kitchen drawer, then walked back to her front door and poked her head out into the damp night air. Would you like to come in for tea, Mr. Cavendish? From under his umbrella, he looked at her as if she'd just asked him if he'd like to take up juggling. Excuse me? Would you like to come in and have some tea? Anne repeated. You must be very wet and cold by now. He hurried over and left his soaking wet umbrella on the porch. As Anne stepped aside to let him in, he said, You really shouldn't let strangers into your home like this. Anne raised her eyebrows. You've already told me who you are and what you want, she pointed out. I don't think many criminals do that. But how do you know I am who I say I am? Gareth countered. You haven't even asked me for any ID. 
Sensing it would make him feel better, she held out a hand. Well then, you'd better show me some ID, hadn't you?